Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special edition of the Absolute 10 and 6. I am Big Town Brown, and joining me always is Darth Batman. Darth, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. If I was eating better, I would be a Browns fan. Oh, wait. I am. How did you wake up this morning? How did you feel when you woke up this morning? Fantastic. I mean, life is great right now. I woke up feeling a little dangerous. <laughs> uh, I completely did not catch that right there. <laughs> how about how about that quarterback we got? Uh, we have a quarterback. Oh yeah. wait, yeah, Mister Number Six. Mister Six, Baker Mayfield. Oh, how yeah. about that guy? Zero incompletions for the entire first half of the game. Yeah. I had to go back. I had to go back and look at that when my buddy at the uh, at the bar watching it. Told me, he said, you know, we haven't thrown any completion. I'm like, are you sure? I'm pretty sure I saw one or two. And he's like, no, dude, no incompletions. And I pulled up the stat line. I'm like, wow, 12 for 12. I, I honestly, I did not say a single thing about it until after that first throwaway pass, the one of three miss or incompletions the entire game before I mentioned anything. Because if I would have at the first half, he would have been like one for like 85 in the second half just because, you know, Brown, Browns fans or Browns being the Browns. So I did not say anything about it till like victory formation. It's like, hey, nobody's dropping the ball. Like I'm thinking these things to my head, but at the same time as I ain't saying these, even though it's just talking to my girlfriend, I'm not going to say one of these words because if I do, the whole wagon falls off the uh, 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 track. Oh, yeah, you know, I totally expect, you know, we went up 7 to nothing, and then they got the field goal, and then, um, you know, we uh, Hiller threw that interception, and, uh, you know, we'll get in a little bit more of that later, but Hiller threw that interception, and they got the ball back, and, um, you know, Matt Ryan was able to punch it in for a touchdown there. I, I totally thought that 10 to, 10 to 7, I was like, all right, here's where, you know, here's where we're going to come out. We're going to go 3 and out. They're going to get the ball back. It's going to be 17-7 at halftime, and we're never going to come back for it. Oh, so that wasn't. That wasn't the case. I mean, beautiful, beautiful game plan and beautiful ex, you know execution by this team. Yes, sir. I mean, I, 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 I mean, at first, you know, it seemed like our our, our defense was giving up a bunch of plays and stuff like that. But when you yeah. got to think about it. Excuse me. Uh, then I started thinking about it. I was like, well, this is kind of the Greg D, uh, Williams defense. I mean, granted, yeah, okay, they did probably give up a bunch of yards and stuff, but we only allowed sixteen points, and one of those. Or seven of the sixteen points came off of a turnover with a huge gain on it, so can't really be too upset about that. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that like going back and looking at it and watching, you know, watching the tape on it, uh, most of Matt Ryan's passes were, you know, to Julio Jones. You know, yes. hundred, you know, hundred of Matt Ryan's yards, um, you know, of his three hundred and thirty yards were to Julio. Uh, so you know, it, we really kept Julio quiet all day. Uh, granted, he didn't have that touchdown, but uh, you know, for the most part, kept him quiet all day. Yes, and sir. We absolutely, sh- we absolutely shut down their running game. So oh, all yeah. they really had, all they really had, was the pass. And especially getting down, you know, getting down in Cleveland, they you know pretty much had the pass. They couldn't run it. I mean, they have you know, they have Coleman as their running back, and he's not you know a, a record breaker running back. So it's not like they could sit there and pound the ball on us, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean. That was probably the most complete game I have seen. Uh, ugh. Uh, maybe 2014 Bengals uh, yeah. Thursday night game. That I, Thursday I, night game, yeah. And honestly, this is – and I actually had to think about this. Going back, this is the first time on a Sunday I have actually – was at home watching the Browns win since probably 2015 – and that was yeah. the Jets, or not the Jets game, the Titans game. We beat yep. Johnny Manziel through like two major bombs to a, 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 a rabbit, Travis Benjamin. And the only other game we, or the other, was the Thursday, or the the Ravens game that year was a primetime game. I think it was a Thursday night game. And then we beat the 49ers, which I think it was around Christmas or something like that, because I remember watching it at my dad's during either Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner or something like that, kind of pay attention to background going, yay, this really doesn't matter or who cares, but I'm paying attention because, well, it's the Browns and I'm a glutton for punishment. Now, you know, I, I'm glad you kind of mentioned that Thursday night game against Cincinnati, the, uh, you know, with Brian Hoyer, they, the game plan was almost similar to that, to the, you know, this Falcons game, just, you know, nothing, nothing too much out of Baker, just, you know, do what he does, quick releases, 
quick slants, quick passes. I think his uh, reaction time and his throwing time was just a little over two seconds, which, I mean, that's absolutely unbelievable. 2.15. I mean, that's that's absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, that's better than uh, uh, Deshaun Kaiser's 20 minutes and 45 seconds per throw. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean that's you know that's absolutely unbelievable. And then you got Nick Chubb. I mean, how about this kid, Nick Chubb? Twenty attempts, one hundred and seventy-six yards, a touchdown with that big old ninety-two yard run. I mean, that was that run right there was absolutely incredible. Like, like going back to the draft, like all the running backs. Like, I like Chubb. I didn't really follow Chubb. Like, Chubb was not one of the guys that were on my top three running backs. Uh, just because, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, just because I watched the other ones more, more so. Uh, strictly because I mean, uh, uh, Kieran Johnson out of uh, um, Auburn, uh, Shaquan yep. Barkley, and uh, Sonny Mitchell, who was actually you know the guy ahead of uh, Chubb at Georgia. So it was like Chubb was kind of like, okay, I like Chubb, cool, whatever. And then we drafted Chubb, which I didn't have a problem with. That was by no means, but man, the dude, like I I, I remember seeing him. He get the ball. I was like, oh, dude, sweet, he's going to get that first down. Oh, wait, he's going to break the seventh level. He's going to get, you know, 25 yards. And then I see uh, Callaway start motioning him. I'm like, there ain't nobody there to stop him. He's going. He's going to go all the way there. And that was a very awesome job by Callaway directing traffic uh, on that. Oh, the, the best thing about that was the fact that he did not put his touch the defender. He stuck his yeah. arms out like he was, you know, playing basketball or something like that. Like, no, 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 you ain't getting past me. And just let the other guy just – because, I mean, how many times we would see something like that? And going back, you know, if Hugh Jackson was the head coach right now, he would have got a holding penalty right there. And that, that entire play would have gone back. You know that, right? We all know this. We oh, yeah, all, absolutely. Haley I mean, and Hugh, that would have happened. We have a very, very, very well-disciplined team on, on Sunday against the Falcons. Yeah, and you got to think about, okay, how many penalties did we actually, like, legitimately have? Because there's those full, we, false start. We had we had seven, but, you know, the, the, the penalties, like, the, we didn't have the big penalties that mattered that killed us. I mean, we had a couple false starts, and we moved it back, like, two inches. Well, that's what I'm saying. Those, those penalties, those were, because what the position they were in there, in the, the, the end zone, okay, except, so he's trying to draw the other team off sides. We're best case scenario, we draw them off sides, we get we get a wiggle room. Worst case scenario, false start, and we move the ball like a fingernail pass yeah. or close to the end zone. So while those do technically count as penalties, and they do, you know, in the record book or the the, the, the records shows that we had these penalties, those were like you know garbage time penalties almost. It they don't really matter. So yeah, you know, going going back to the draft and going back to Nick Chubb, I mean. You know, looking at his stat line in college at Georgia, I mean, his freshman year, 1,500 yards. His, you know, sophomore year, he only played six games, but, you know, still had 747 yards. You know, his junior year, 1,100 yards. His senior year, 1,300 yards. I mean, he racked up a lot of yards at Georgia, you know, especially yes, being behind Sonny Michelle, too. Yes, sir. Um, and, you know, you know Chubb's a $16 million man right now, right? Oh, gosh, Yes. You know, you know, you do know how we got Nick Chubb, what that, what, where we got that pick from, right? Oh yeah, the Brock Osweiler. Yeah. He's the Brock Lobster fit pick. The best thing yeah, I mean, that, that, that that pick looks that pick looks genius right now. Best now, thing great, it's different regimes. You yeah, know? but still, I mean, without the previous regime, this regime would not be able to do it. So it's a, you know, I'll give Dorsey eighty five percent of the credit for it, but I'll give you know Sashi fifteen percent because without Sashi, we wouldn't have the pick to begin with. So he well, does get credit. Begin with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah, Nick Chubb is the best thing Osweiler ever did for the Browns. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Even though it wasn't by no means intentional or anything, but that was the best thing he could have ever done for the Browns. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think with that, let's let's take just a very short break, uh, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the Ten and Six podcast. The Absolute 10 and 6 podcast on Dogs by Nature. And we'll be back in just a couple minutes. Yep. And before that, you can find us on what is our Twitter Twitter page? Our Twitter page is at T6 Podcast on Twitter. Uh, you can always follow me on Twitter. I am Big Town underscore Brown. And you are at Darth Batman 1. That is correct. And with that, we will be right back on Dogs by Nature.
We're good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is the Absolute 10 6 Podcast, the number one podcast for all Browns fans on Dogs by Nature. Again, I am Big Town Brown, and with me, as always, is Darth Batman. Coming back off that commercial break, we're going to dive into this Atlanta Falcons game. Uh, victory Tuesday here, because we do record on Tuesdays and not on Mondays. We take Mondays for our recuperation. But it is our Victory Tuesday, and we actually get to carry this victory, Darth, for uh, about another week and a half. It's wonderful. It's kind of like the Jets' victory. It's like the first victory in a long time, and we got a week and a half. But at the same time, while it's wonderful, you just ready for that next game already. It's like... Like, yeah, like, like, yeah. like, okay, that was fun, and I, and, and this is what what's kind of being nice about this. Granted, we've only won three games so far this year, but the way this team's playing right now is, you're you're not gonna get right. I mean, I, I'm in madly in love with this. I could watch these replays of Chubb and Baker and the defense and everything oh, yeah. all for forever. But at the same time, is you're just ready to move on and get to the next game because you're ready to see what happens again. You're ready for part two. Come on, let's bring on the Bengals. Let's Baker. Mayfield just get dangerous out there. Let Chubb just uh hasta la vista, baby. Let you know Garrett oh, just you know, just. I love that freaking. I love that Spanish. Broadcast. Oh yes, yes. I actually <laughs> want. I because you sent that to me what yesterday yeah. or something like that. I didn't get a chance to it. I was actually listening to uh, the uh, CBD day or CBD this morning, and I heard that, and I just started laughing my butt off. I'm like, that Hasta is la vista, baby. Just, just like, like he, the, if you guys don't have a chance, hadn't got a chance, look it up. It's the uh, Spanish um, uh, uh, casting for the uh, Browns uh, Falcons game on that 92 yard run, and you'd swear he's calling a soccer game. That that's exactly how he called it as a soccer game, and it's beautiful. You don't know any. If you don't speak Spanish, the only words I heard was Nick Chubb, Hasta la vista, and touchdown. Those are the only that's, things I understood. Yeah, that's- that's about all I understood, and you could tell the guy was getting excited about it. Um, I mean, when I first heard that, I, I did hear it on CBD. Um, it was, like, electrifying, you know, uh, what's the words I'm looking for? You know, hair-raising. I mean, I got goosebumps listening to that. Oh, yeah. I That whole game. Like, it was, like, third, fourth quarter, and, you know, my, my, my brain is still, you know, still set in Brownsian mode. So it's like you're waiting for that that left shoe to drop, the other shoe to drop. But at the same time, is you know, I'm not like worried about like the defense going out there and just a bit and demolish. I mean, I was actually had some level of comfort by the fourth quarter, where it was what sixteen to eight or twenty eight. I actually kind of felt good, and it's like when there was like five six minutes left, I'm like. I don't want to say this out loud, but I think we got this right now. Yeah, I, I, I was I was thinking the same thing. You know, I think we got this. You know, of course, we've seen that movie before where we don't yeah. got this. Yeah. You know, everything falls apart. I mean, I remember that New England game when we had him by, I mean, hell, we had him by like 17 points with like a little over two minutes to go. Yeah. And they and they came, you know, and Brady came back and won the game. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, so, I mean, you know, I have seen that book before. And it, you know, really, it really wasn't until um, – um, we got that strip sack at the end of the game. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That that's when I mean, obviously because that sealed the game right there. But at the same time, that's when right when that that feeling went away was that strip sack. We got the ball back. There's only a minute eight, eight, 19 left, and victory formation. And when was the last time you saw the Browns actually go out in a victory formation? Okay, let me let me rephrase that. When's the last the Jets, time the Jets game? Did we actually go in victory formation? Yeah, because uh, Darnold threw that interception, and then we lined up in victory formation. After oh, that. that's right, that's right, that's right. That that's correct. But it wasn't it wasn't nothing to, you know to where it was over a minute you know a little over a minute to go. We kneeled it down a couple times. I mean, yeah. we kneeled it down once. Yeah, in that yeah. Jets game. You know? Yeah, it was forty five seconds left. They were throwing a hail mary to try to yeah, but. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. When's the last time it was a complete victory? We got their victory formation. Everybody's just happy. There was no, you know, you have to wait for an hour after the uh, game ends before you you're satisfied for the fact that we I may mean, have, we actually won the game and they're not going to take it away from us. It's been a while. I mean, I think you got to go back to that 2014 uh, Bengals game on Thursday night. You know that we completely destroyed the Bengals and you know we just steamrolled them. Ah, uh, yes, that was a wonderful game. For the fact that my roommate at the time was a Bengals fan. Nice, very nice. Oh, yes, and then he made fun of me when Johnny Manziel played the Bengals later that year. Speaking got... of Bengals, what do you, what do you think about Hugh Jackson going back to Cincinnati? That's the only place that he's welcomed at right now in the NFL. 
And you know what's funny is like the even the players taking jabs at Demarius Randall, you know. Oh yeah. He, he, he tweeted out, in other words, you know, uh, who knows the who knows the Browns, and so they play us twice. You know, tell us all you can know. And even when it first happened, he you know tweeted out a couple you know laughing emojis. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think that you know that just goes to speak. I mean, if he's saying that now, great that Demarius Randall's very um, vocal on Twitter and always speaks his mind. But I mean, we've heard jabs from Baker, we've heard jabs from Miles, we've heard jabs from other players, and yeah, you know, and uh, interviews and stuff like that. I don't think Hugh Jackson was very well liked in the locker room. No, 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 not at all. I it, the thing is. I actually, I don't know what the thing is. No, he was not liked at all. But I don't know. When I saw that 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 first tweet by Randall, I almost yeah. wanted went out and buy wanted to go out and buy his jersey. I love the dude. <laughs> and, and what's even better is the fact that the dude is a fucking stud on the field. Oh yeah, like the dude is Pro Bowl level free safety right now. I'm not gonna lie. Now, now you know the Bengals are hiring him as a quote unquote special assistant to the head coach. Um, so yeah, I, I, I guess he's going to split head coaching duties. He's going to watch the tape for him. Yeah. I don't, you know, watch the tape for him and tell him what they're doing wrong. Well, hey, great. He, he, all, all for it. I mean, Hugh Jackson's watched, th- you know, almost three years of tape with Cleveland and couldn't figure out what the hell he was doing wrong. Maybe he's their bus driver. Let me back this thing up. Beep, 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 <laughs> beep. One thing, one thing I would love to see uh, happen. I, you know, mentioned it a little bit in the Dogs by Nature Daily Dog Chow, um, and you know, mentioned it in our little um, messaging group that we have going on. Yes, I would love, absolutely love to see because a lot of people, you know, still think, hey, you know, it's kind of Hugh Jackson's playbook, kind of mixed with Haley's playbook a little bit. Nah, hey, you know, kitchens, kitchens can get creative with the best of them. We oh. saw it in the Falcons game. I would love to see. Baker came out and just line up in the most plain Hugh Jackson freaking offensive formation in the world. And Hugh's going to be like, I know that play. I know that play. They're going to do this. And then him just, boom, audible right out of it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. That'd be hilarious. I I think that Kitchens is that, you know, that creative to come up with, you know, something like that. I mean, hell, we went out and ran the full stacked full house um, for about what six or seven plays? Are you talking about the the wishbone with the three backs all the way in the back? Yeah, stack full house wishbone. Yeah, you know what, what, whatever you want to call it. I mean, we we ran that for about six or seven plays until you know, granted, albeit Hiller threw that interception, but you know, I'm kind of glad he threw that interception. I think Baker would have caught that thing. He would have been you know flatlined. Oh no 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 no. Yeah, you you're 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 right. I I didn't even think about that until I listened to that on the the CBD today. It was like. You know what? He does have a point there. You got two giant monsters beside him. Yeah, granted, it wasn't. I mean, you know, it wasn't going to play. You know, the thing is, our offense have been has been looking so good this last week or so that when you have cute st- plays like that, that you look at it and like that was just stupid. You get over it within like a play. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. you don't hear anybody bitching about, you know, oh, we should not have ran that play. That was a horrible call, blah, blah, blah. What, what the hell was he thinking? They did right after the play. Everybody blew up Twitter with it because they expected us to loot. That'd be the turning point of the game and us lose. But really, it wasn't – I mean, it didn't affect the game too much. Okay, they got, you know, an extra touchdown. So, but still. So, I mean – the bad play, one bad play, I'm not complaining about when, you know, you had at least a bajillion better, really good plays. Yeah, I mean, that, that little one bad play, and I mean, it was a horrible pass is what it was. It was yeah. a horrible pass by Hiller, but I mean, what is he, a starting quarterback? No, he's no. a freaking third-string running back that was asked to do a trick play. Yeah. You know, and, and he hung one, and you know, he hung one out for Baker, but, you know, when that pass was up in the air, I told myself, I'm like, oh, my God, don't, you know, he's going to get flatlined and here comes Tyrod Taylor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but that didn't happen. You know, he, he, you know, they gave up the interception. A couple plays later, uh, Matt Ryan hit Julio Jones for a touchdown pass. I mean, but we bounced literally right back. I mean, there was, you know, what, little over two minutes left. And, you know, we came down with a uh, nice two-minute drive. Yeah. Um, Baker completed the first half, you know, 12 for 12. And that little, you know – um, that little uh, touchdown at the end of the half, I think there was like right around a minute to go. Uh, we lined up in, you know, what, three tight end set and fake the, uh, fake the handoff. And, you know, he kind of, he kind of looked really quick for Landry and kind of uh, Chubb kind of got lost in the backfield. And the next thing you know, boom, he's out for a screen pass. 
and we got it to him for the touchdown. One thing I loved about Kitchen's play calling is every time it looked like we we're going to run, we passed. Every time it looked like we we're going to pass, we run. Yeah. Um, when we were supposed to run, we ran. You know, mm. we, we, we came out every first down and we didn't do the come out every first down and run it right up the middle for two yards and third down incomplete. I mean, we came out first down, boom, quick pass, either got either got another first down or it was, you know, it was second and four. Yeah. Yeah. And very, that, very, very manageable, manageable game for Baker Mayfield. Yeah. I mean, we, I mean, we didn't even go three and out the entire game. And this is the second game in a row. We haven't done that. And when's the last time we could say we didn't go three and out in a single game? You have to go back. I, honestly, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how long. Did, and now to do it in two consecutive games, and I don't. I may be wrong on the. We didn't go three and out this game, but I'm pretty sure we didn't. Just based based on you know the way we played and everything. Yeah. Uh, uh, so one thing I want to talk about is that first touchdown to Higo. So yes, me and my uh, my girlfriend and I were watching the game, and he scrambles out of the pocket, scrambles out. I'm like, all right, and I see him throw the ball. I just kind of assumed he was just throwing it away just because of the angle of the camera. And then sure. it kept flying. And I'm like, oh, there's a guy there. Is he throwing it to that guy? Oh, he's throwing it to the guy. Oh, he caught it. And then simultaneously, my girlfriend and I just said, holy shit. And then we just started, like, jumping up and down. Our dog is going excited or getting excited. They don't know why they're excited, but they're excited because we're excited. And then uh, we do our victory touchdown shots. Uh, we were drinking Gentleman's Jack, and the dogs got uh, doggy treats for the first touchdown of the game, as they do nice. every game. So, Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, it was very, very, very nice uh, formation. Um, play action, the chub. Um, he had, it looked like he had Landry open. Granted, Landry would have been way on the other side of the field. But yeah, as soon as he threw that ball, I mean, dude, he threw it, you know, right off his back foot mm -hmm. across, across his body. Um, what was that? Uh, about a, well, it was like, a, he threw it from the 40 yard line. So it was a little bit over 40, you know, maybe a 42 yard throw once, you know, it was caught yeah. about a yard or two into the end zone. Yeah. And then just an absolute bullet and absolute strike. We're only Higgins can catch it, and Higgins came down oh. with the football. I, I couldn't believe it, you know. Yeah, like you I'm, said, you know, uh, he's you know he's going to throw it away, and then and then boom, Higgins caught it, and I'm like, first initial reaction was, holy fuck, he caught it. Yeah, I mean, I mean the, 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 <laughs> exactly. That's the thing is, well, the first thing was like, like I said, I just thought was, like I almost stopped watching because I saw the ball come out. I'm like, oh, okay, he's throwing it away, whatever, and then I just see it keep sailing. I'm like, oh, oh, oh my, oh, 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 oh. And then I just wanted to, like, meet Higo in real life just to hug him. Just strictly for that. <laughs> and then the, the, then another th another awesome play was uh, the uh, Duke Johnson catch, where he pretty much had to, like, fight 20 people off to get it. Yes. And then he finishes off by flexing his muscles at everybody. Yes, yes, yes. And you know what? The how, about, how about TJ Carey having a good game, too? Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody had a good game. I mean, there was not – Everybody pretty much had a good game. Well, well, okay. Well, actually, even he did. I mean, I will say Britton Cole quit because he didn't really do anything. But you know what? He actually his punts were nice. I mean, all two, three of them maybe. He only had two yeah. or three punts that game. That was nice. Everybody pretty had pretty much had a good game. Uh, one of my little stars, kind of you know, an underlying star that I saw, Anthony Zettel. Oh, I don't know if you paid attention. Big number ninety seven when he came in. That dude was a wrecking freaking machine when he came in. Oh, I, I know. Mean, he, was just, he was just on a different freaking level. As a rotational guy for the Browns coming in for Miles, I mean, that dude was just on a different – and it seemed like when when I was watching it, you know, I, I kept looking at a friend of mine, and he goes, you know, where's Miles? Because it seemed like when something big happened on that uh, right side of the defensive end, it, you know, it wasn't Miles. It was Zettel. And it was he's like, where's Miles? You know, why – you know, is Miles out? And I'm like, nah, you know, he's he's playing. He's just getting, you know, rotated out by Zettel. And, I mean, this dude, you know, this dude played freaking good, man. Well, that, now, granted, he, he got he got injured on the touchdown celebration. But, but I heard it wasn't bad. I heard he was back in the rest of the game. Yeah, he was. He was. But, but uh, um, uh, the thing you mentioned about the big plays is, like, I see a big play, and I was, like, waiting to see, you know, Miles Garrett, and all of a sudden Zettel. I'm like, who the hell is Zettel? Who the hell is Zettel? 97 Zettel. Was yeah, it? so like yeah. we kept looking at we kept looking at each other. It was like, is Miles injured? And then like I checked Twitter and he checked, you know, yeah, he checked like ESPN and it's like, you know, well, it's nothing's nothing's listed, you know. And I'm like, I oh, maybe he's just getting rotated out. You know, like, I mean, he had a phenomenal rotation game. Didn't Zettel come from the Lions or something like that? 
Yeah, I came from the Lions. Okay, yes, okay. I was like, because I was like, like I remember the name from like preseason. Like you hear all these thousands of names, and you could name all ninety players on a well, at least eighty percent or eighty players on on the ninety man roster of 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 your Browns. Then it's like mm-hmm. right when the uh, regular season in or starts. There's what like like you don't know twenty percent of the guys on your roster, let alone the guys on the practice squad. At least that not this year. Now last year was a different story. You knew every wide receiver in the entire league because of how bad our wide receiver core was. Speaking of wide receiver core, Brashard Perriman. Hey. He has not dropped the in. has not dropped he the pass. Did. I know his nope. biggest issue was Butterfingers. He has not dropped the pass for us since he's came in. Nope. He's came in and done exactly what he's getting paid to do. I'm I'm catch I'm, I'm cool, with, I'm cool with him. Around, catch the freaking football. I'm cool with him. I'm cool with him. I have no problems with him. He's gonna go out there, even if it's only a catch or two. Sometimes it's just nice to have an extra guy out there. Baker threw to nine people. Nine different Everybody people. caught the damn ball. You get a ball. You get a ball. You get a ball. You get a ball. Hell, yeah. I'm pretty sure he would have thrown one to uh, 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 Joe Thomas if Joe Thomas was out there. Hey, you're you're gonna be a tight end this play. You get the ball. I'm surprised he didn't send out you know a uh, uh, freaking Wiley out there for him to catch a ball just because. He's going to yeah, throw I mean, the ball to everybody. I mean, yeah, I mean Baker didn't freaking light the world on fire with uh, you know passing yards, but you know Who Callaway cares? two targets, two catches. Landry now granted he had five targets, two catches, uh, but I think a lot of that was the defense keying on him and you know pass breakups. Uh, Higgins one target, one catch, a touchdown. Perriman two targets, two catches. Uh, Najoku one target, one catch. You know I mean everybody played freaking good. Everybody did what they were supposed to do. Duke, four targets, four catches. Uh, Chubb, three targets, three catches. Everybody, I mean, that was like a game where, you know, the coach says, just just do your job and everything will fall in line. And that's exactly what we did. You know what, our offense, I, what, what how our offense played? You know what that means? We have a balanced offense, not a run first, pass first offense, a balanced offense. We have a stud at quarterback. We have a stud at running back. We have decent wide receivers. We have decent tight ends. We have a, we got a decent left tackle now. I think I think our weakest point on our offense, the way it looks right now, is our right tackle. And I mean, yeah. and Hubbard didn't even get. I mean, Hubbard wasn't a problem this week. Nobody was a problem this not, week. Not a single. Not really. No. I mean, there was no people. I mean, offensively wise, there was no people that had a. I have a problem with. I mean, you know, Greg Robinson played left tackle um, again. Mm-hmm. Played good. Offensive line played good. Batonio, Treader, Zettler, Hubbard. They all played good. They all, like like you just said, everybody did their job. Yes. Yes. And, and it, I mean, and really the only, like, there was like three negative plays. The first yeah. negative play was the uh, uh, Hillard interception. The other one was the uh, uh, the Baker act like he doesn't know what the hell's going on, looks over the sideline, and then the play just doesn't do anything, and we punt the ball and then the third one, which ended up becoming a good play, was the strip sack for a gain of six yards by Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Love that. Love that. Like, okay, don't don't get strip sacked again, but I loved what you did. Bye ball. I'm gonna take it forward. I love that. I, I mean that was that was beautiful. The fact he's like grab the ball and how many times have you ever seen us fumble the ball and gain six yards? I'm I mean, his his never. first instinct is not, you know, I fumbled the ball, let me just fall on it. No, it's or you know, let somebody else fall on it. His no. instinct is, I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to look downfield and see what I can get. I'm going to make a positive out of this. Yeah, absolutely. I freaking love that kid so much. Yes, sirree. And I think with this, we should take another quick break, and then come back, talk a little bit more about the Browns, and then after that, we'll talk about some more Browns, and then. Uh, since we haven't got to it, let, let, let's get, get our, 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 our opinions on the Hugh Jackson out and Haley out of Cleveland. I know it's old news, but why not? Sure, sounds good. All right, we'll be right back on Absolute Browns, or Absolute 10 and 6, sorry. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It's a Browns podcast. It's called Absolute 10 and 6. Browns fans talk to Browns fans. Palm dogs by inch. Yes, sir. We'll be right back. Are you recording? Yep. 
Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is still the absolute 10 and 6 on Dogs by Nature. I am still Big Town Brown, and he is still Darth Batman. Hey, Darth, where uh, where you been watching the games at? Where you uh, where'd you watch this Falcons game at? At home, on my couch, with my doggos. With the dogs. Oh, yeah. And the girl. And the girl. <laughs> she well, is... you know I go down to uh, the local bar down in Charlotte, North Carolina, hosted by the Carolina Brownsbackers. Cannot say enough good things about the Carolina Brownsbackers. They actually um, foster dogs and donate all proceeds to the Humane Society, to the Heart Meter Foundation. They currently have two dogs right now uh, being adopted out. Um, Ryan, the president of the Brownsbackers, is fostering them. One's name is Tim McGraw. Their other name is Faith Hill. They are lab mixes, absolutely adorable dogs. And if anybody ever wants to uh, adopt a dog from them or you know, check into kind of what dogs they have, you can go onto their Facebook page, Long Trails to Happy Tales on Facebook. Um, cannot say enough good things about dog, uh, about Carolina Browns. I do apologize. And what they do, like I said, all proceeds go to the Humane Society of North Carolina. And all proceeds are currently right now going to rescue dogs. And, you know, check them out. They they do great things with rescue animals. And I'll say is anybody who likes dogs are good in my book. That's right. Absolutely. Anybody who rescues dogs is, you know, they're all saying. Adopt, don't shop. Oh, yeah. I got two rescues. Yeah, I got two rescues as well. Oh, yeah. This is the uh, absolute uh, 10 and 6. We sit here and talk about our doggos all day and then briefly mention the Browns from time to time. Oh, yeah, that's right. We are a uh, Browns podcast, aren't we? <laughs> uh, so uh, what was your initial reaction with the whole Hugh firing thing? You know, you know I, I saw it coming, of course. It's been a long time coming. I, I thought we was going to wait to the bye week um, when it happened at that shitty, shitty showing in Pittsburgh. You know, they came out and said, well, Hugh Jackson's fired. I said, ah, okay, you know, it didn't happen until the bye week. Okay, so, you know, who's interim coach? And I kind of, you know, I'm pretty sure, you know, as soon as it happened, everybody was like, well, Haley's going to be interim. You know, that's yep, why we have yep. Haley here. Um, you know, he's going to take over interim head coaching job and probably, you know, get the gig at the end of the season. I think that's what a lot of people thought when we first brought Haley along that, you know, hey, he's going to be huge replacement at some point. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. Because um, I, I was at work uh, and it's like it, the day was going on. I was like, all right, it's noon, one o'clock. Hugh still has his job, and I kind of expected. I mean, this probably sounds weird, but I thought he was going to last the entire year. They were just going to ride the ride this out to sure. the end, to the bitter end, with that because we've never. I can't tell you the last time we actually fired a coach. I mean, Haslam's have never fired a coach mid-season or even before the season ended. So I just kind of ex- figured, oh, we'll play the rest of the season. We'll maybe win a game, maybe if we're lucky, if that, and then. Uh, then fire him. But like I'm sitting there and all of a sudden like I'm scrolling through Twitter and I'm just seeing everybody, like all these Browns and I have all pretty much strictly Browns fans and Browns related stuff. So I'm sitting there all these people hooting and hollering. I'm like, what what's happening? What's happening? And all of a sudden it's like he was fired and I'm like Hell yeah. And then the like the going by it's like two hours later it's like, Oh, and we fired Haley too. Okay. Okay. Now oh. we're how we're committed to this, right? Yeah, it, and then it's like, who's the head coach gonna be? And then, like, like, then there was this secret, like Al Saunders is gonna be the head coach. And there was like, yeah, Al Saunders gonna be the head coach. And then it's like, nope, Greg Williams. I'm like, cool, we're good. I like Greg. Greg likes me. I think he likes me. <laughs> he likes dogs, so I like Greg. Here is a uh, fun fact, trivia fact for you, and I don't know if you know this. Hugh Jackson is a sixth straight Browns head coach. They got fired after the second Steelers game of the season. I actually knew that. I knew that before he was fired. All past six head coaches have gotten fired after now, whether it's been at the end of the season, you know, towards, you know, middle of the season, you know, I, you know, I haven't dug that deep into it, but six straight head coaches, you know, you got Romeo Cornell, Eric, you know, Eric Mangini, Pat Shermer, Mike Pettin. Uh, Rod Chudzinski, you know, the list goes on of head coaches that after that second, and it's always been after losses too. Nobody's gotten fired after a win against Pittsburgh for the, you know, second game of the season. Yeah. You know, so I, I think that's kind of, you know, deciding factor. It's like, fuck, if you can't be Pittsburgh, you know, that's, that's like, that's like the Ohio state Michigan, you know, you, you get fired from Michigan when you can't beat Ohio state, you get fired from Ohio state when you can't beat Michigan. 
Well, well, I will say one thing though is, I believe every year but this year when the coach has gotten fired after the second Steelers game, that's because it's the last game of the season. This year sure. is the first time it's been you know middle of the season we played the Steelers the second time okay. and got our asses hand to them. So. While, while yes, okay, so happened we play the Steelers, and it, it makes sense because I mean it's a division team into the season. You want to make some you know exciting football, but you know at that time the Browns playing anything in December is not exciting. Mm-hmm. So it it just so happened to be how the schedule worked out. It wasn't you know oh we beat the Steelers or they beat the Steelers beat us again you're fired kind of thing. It was just because, I mean, last year we finished with the Steelers. The year before that, we finished with the Steelers. We always finished with Steelers, except for this year. So we just went ahead and did it ahead of time. So um, that, and uh, when you said about the whole record thing, I knew that was, I knew that was a thing beforehand because I remember NFL, uh, uh, NFL Network's Twitter page posted something like, it's like the last five have been fired. Maybe they can uh, uh, break the streak. And I'm like, let's keep the streak going. At least one more time, one more time for good luck. Yeah, you know, and at first, you know, when once I heard, you know, Haley was fired, so I, all right, well, who's you know who's going to be the intern? You know, maybe, maybe Al Saunders. You know, maybe he's going to be the intern coach. You know, and then it got given to Greg Williams, and I was like, ah, okay, you know, so who's gonna who's gonna call plays? Is it going to be Al Saunders? You know, mm-hmm. no, it's going to be Freddie Kitchens. Yeah, and I forgot Fred, like, Freddie Kitchen was even a uh, part of the team until that point. Yeah, so so I'm like, and I'm thinking to myself, like, well, who the hell is Freddie Kitchens? Well, Freddie Kitchens, well, I'm pretty sure he's assistant head coach, wasn't he? Yeah. Okay, so assistant head coach, um, what, running backs coach? Yes. Okay, assistant head coach, running backs coach, played college football for Alabama. Yes, sir. As a quarterback. Yes, sir. Uh, used to be a tight ends coach with the Cowboys. Yes, sir. Um, was also on the Vikings head coaching staff with Zimmer, Mike Zimmer. Yes, sir. Um, was also... Bruce Arians. Yep, with Bruce Arians. Um, he's also been with Parcells. Yes, sir. With the Cardinals. Um, so, I mean, this is a guy that's you know kind of been all around the league and you know around a lot of good winning football. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, okay, so Freddie Kitchens, you know, that's let's see what he's all about. And, you know, I kind of read into him and was like, well, hell, I mean, he's been a tight ends coach. He's been a running backs coach. He's played quarterback. I'm like, okay. So it sounds like he knows an offense. Let's, let's see what he can do. And then, you know, he comes out and I'll be it, you know, game before last, you know, nobody's expecting us to win that one. No, but, um, but he had a good game plan. Yeah. He had a good game plan. I mean, then you come out and you, you know, he, he tells, he tells the media is like, yeah, I'm going to install the wishbone and everybody laughed at him. Mm-hmm. Then he then he comes out and shoves it down your throat for seven plays. Oh, I love his press. <laughs> I love his pressers. His first presser when they asked him is like, "What did Bruce Aaron teach you? Uh, how to make a cocktail?" That was <laughs> that that right there, and the fact the way he ended ended that one is like, um, no, he brought this up, and uh, and I'm kind of surprised, and but I want to address it, and the way he said it, like like you're like, oh shit, you're waiting for the, you're waiting for something horrible to happen. I was like, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, and then he said that, I'm like, dude, dude, I love you. You, I want you to be on my team forever. What I don't care, whatever you do, you you're gonna stay with the Browns for the rest of my life. You're going to be Freddie, the thousand year old kitchens. Offensive coordinator, head coach. I don't care what you do. I just want you on the team. Hell, you could be the guy who walks out swagger for all I care. You're going to be around this team for the rest of my life. I want you. I mean, you got, you got to look at it like this. I mean, you know, the Bill Parcells coaching tree is kind of dying off. Yeah. Uh, the Belichick coaching tree has proven to be garbage. You might as you might as well be a backup freaking. Well, well, uh, Vrabel just be, Tom Brady. Vrabel just smashed the uh, Patriots yesterday or day before. Yeah, true, true, true. Of course, of course, here's the thing: is with, with uh, 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 Belichick uh, 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 Padawans, as I like to call them, they always know how to beat Bill Belichick. Oh yeah, sure. Right. But I mean, that's they, it. I mean, I mean, you got like, behind his mastermind. I mean, I mean, Matt, uh, Matt Patricia beat the Patriots. So yep. did Vabril. They both aren't having great. I mean, I mean, Titans aren't good or ain't bad, but they ain't great. Yeah, so you know, maybe it's time to dabble into the Aaron's coaching tree. And or, you know, what are, what are we going to do at the end of the season? You know, 
Darsh, say we rattle off three or four wins. You gotta stick with you gotta stick with Greg Williams. You gotta stick with Freddie Kitchens, right? Yeah, uh, I mean. Honestly, you don't, you don't it, blow it up. if this team is playing with the energy and the level of confidence and stuff they are doing right now, I am totally for that. But here's an alternate. If, say, he, or at the end of the season and Double G Greg's like, nah, I'd just rather coach defense. I'm fine with that. Pick up the phone. Call a man whose name is Bruce Arians. Bring him in and say, hey, here, here's what I want you to do. I want you to be our head coach for the – for a few years, I I, I know you're you, you're long in the tooth. You've been around for a while, and your your health isn't yeah. the greatest. Come in here. We got you an OC. We got you a DC. Come in there and just be the face. An offense quarter that he knows and loves. I mean, exactly. You, know, you, you got Aaron's. You yeah. know, you got Aaron's. Is you know very well known for developing Peyton Manning. Yeah, just just bring. I mean, Aaron's Kitchens and Williams. We good. We good, bro. We good. We got this. That's all. Yeah, you know, and who knows, you know, who knows what, you know, Greg's going to say at the end of the season, you know, hey, you know, I just, you know, I, I want to coach defense, you know, the yeah. head coaching gigs are not, yeah. not for me, you know, bring in somebody else, I could be in, a, you know, yeah. an assistant head coach with, you know, the defense of mine, but, you know, who, who knows what he's going to say. But the thing and is, I mean, but Aaron's it, was quoted for saying that, you know, he'd only come out of retirement for one head coaching job. Yes. Yes. And that so happened to be us, which is nice to hear. That's nice yeah. to hear, but I but I agree with you. If if this team is flowing the way they do and the energy's right where it is, bring in Williams wants the job. I'm okay with it. I'm completely cool with it. I know most people or a lot of people will uh, 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 hoot and holler about it and uh, bitch and moan about it. But you know what? Why break something that or or why break or try to fix something that's not broken? Yeah, it's yeah. working. I mean, yeah. bring back bring bring back everybody. I mean Orson Charles. Uh, oh, you got to bring Brent, back Orson Darren, Charles. You know, did you know Orson Charles actually leads the, um, like pregame prayer? Really? Yeah, I, I, leads I, I, that. Leads that, and uh, actually Orson Charles is the one that broke down the um, victory after afterwards in the locker room. And uh, his and his thing was one two family on three. I. I I, I, there, there, there is a picture. If you find, look it up, you'll see it. it's a right after the game. Williams is talking to everybody, and you see Orson Charles just straight up looking straight in the camera with the biggest grin. A, I, I mean, I've never seen a three-year-old kid with a box full of candy smile as big as that kid did. I love the kid. I mean, I mean, and you know, you know, he's he's like that third, fourth-string guy. And you know he might end up bouncing around the league for a while. If he's I mean do, he's doing his job here, he's, exactly he's doing his job here. But say if we find someone who's a slight upgrade, he might end up bouncing around the league. But he's an awesome guy, and that's what I like about this this team and the fact that way Baker treats the offense. It's like if Baker wasn't our quarterback, no one probably would know who the hell Orson Charles was. It's just oh yeah. four string quarter or uh, uh, tight end. No, it's. Orson Charles, he caught the ball. He's caught in this many passes. I mean, he's not like you know lighting up stats wise, but he's out there doing his job. And he, and when the balls get thrown to him, he's catching the ball because there's actually people throwing the ball for him. Kind of going back to like Baker Mayfield's first touchdown pass. Darren Fells was his first touchdown pass too. Yeah. That's well about Baker. He is. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Get open and he's throwing the ball to you. Yeah. There is there is no real number one, number two wide receiver with them. Is you can catch the ball, you're allowed to catch the ball. I'm throwing the ball to you. You better damn well catch it. That's what I like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's there's not really any solidified number one right now. I mean, you have you have Callaway on the outside as our speed burner. You have Landry in the slot as you know supposed to be Mister Reliable, but you know Landry has had his you know little issues here and there. Uh, he's still, I would consider Landry still the leader of the uh, receiving core. And then you you know you have Higgins making big plays every now and again. Oh yeah, and, and, and it's so nice to have Higgo back. Um, Higgo and uh, um, Joe Schobert. Yeah, we haven't talked about Joe Schobert yet. You know, it's his um, birthday this week. Yeah, yeah. Not sure the exact date, uh, but yeah, happy birthday, Joe Schobert! Welcome back to the club. We love you. Um, you played. You played great. Now, granted, you know we're out. You know, missing one of our other leaders. You know, in the defensive uh, yeah, linebacker, uh, Kirksey. Yes, I, I, I miss Kirksey. 
Like I love the dude. It it, yeah. it, it pains me when I see anybody go down. Like I, I'm still uh, 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 mourning the uh, uh, Terrence Mitchell going down. Yes, 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 yes. But yeah. Um. So we talked about that. Yeah, I mean, talked about know, the game. Like, like we said, and and what's it, what's his name? Um, Tanner. How do you pronounce that guy's last name? Vallejo. 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 Yeah. Vallejo. Every time I hear that name, I want to hear you say Vallejo. Vallejo. <laughs> That's all I think about every time I hear that guy's name. I mean, he had four, you know, four tackles in the game. Played, really? Yeah, he played well over fifty percent of the uh, of the snaps. Too. No crap. I didn't yeah. realize that because it's like like for the first while the only time I ever heard him is when you know we got a penalty on uh, special teams, <laughs> and now he's actually making defensive play- plays. I mean, can, can and J- we- Jamie Collins. I mean, from a guy that was getting criticized left and right about oh, his playing yeah. style, dude, eight tackles, tackle for loss, and a fumble recovery in that game. Oh, he seriously, stepped up his gameplay. Did you see the belly rub after the one? Yeah, what is what's up with the um, what's up with the belly rubs uh, with defensive players? There's got to be something to that. I, you know, I understand like the get in my belly thing, but there's I, I see it league wide. A lot of players are doing it this year. Maybe they're just hungry. I there's don't know. Gotta be, yeah, there's got to be. I'll have to dig into that and maybe we're you know, too old for this kind of stuff. Next episode of the Absolute Ten and Six on Dogs by Nature. Maybe we're too old for this. It's kind of like that whole dabbing thing that I still haven't figured out. Yeah, it's kind of like the whole dabbing thing. I mean, maybe we're just a little bit too old for the the newest generation of belly rubs, you know? I, 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 I think every, every time I do something around the house, like, you know, wife's like, put in a light bulb. I'm going to install that light bulb and then just just belly rub it. But you guys, do a dab and do a belly rub. I don't know if I can do a dab. I, 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 you know, I don't think I'm hip enough for, for the whole dabbing community. I'm not hip enough for anything. <laughs> I sit online and make little Microsoft paints of a sock nose guy painting. What happened? With, I heard did Microsoft Paint go away? No, it, they were going to, and then there was a huge backlash about it, and they said, "Nope, we'll keep it." Then I was gonna say, I don't know how in the world you'd ever be able to accomplish anything. I will have a virtual machine running Windows Seven for the rest of my life. With- <laughs> <laughs> with it, where it has, doesn't have internet connection, where Microsoft can't get to it, you would have like an old Acer computer with uh, your your Windows Paint mixed in with it. Yeah, yes, and I will have to transfer everything via floppy disk and physical media. <laughs> uh, oh man! All right, well let's 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 go into another little quick break. I actually, have to grab another beer, so let's just call it a beer break, okay? Real quick. Uh, you are listening to the Absolute Ten and Six, the number one Dogs by Nature podcast for Browns fans talking to Browns fans. I'm Big Town Brown, and always that's Darth Batman. Darth, say hello to the people. Yo, yo, yo! All right, we'll be right back. Bye. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Absolute 10 and 6 podcast. I am Big Town Brown, just went and got a beer. And with me, as always, is Darth Batman. Uh, Darth, we went over a little bit of the uh, Falcons game. We got into a little bit of the Hugh Jackson and uh, Todd Haley firing. Uh, you know, now let's talk about, uh, let's go back a little bit to that Falcons game. Uh, give me give me one, like, absolute outstanding. There's a lot of positives from that game. What was your biggest takeaway, the biggest positive takeaway you got? And then I'll give you mine. The energy, I mean, the energy with yeah, surrounding yeah. the team, uh, just not even the players, the coaching staff, the locker room, the John Dorsey, Andrew Barry, I'm sure John D. Podesta somewhere in, uh, up in the press box next to Haslam, high fiving him and giving him uh, breaking or pump or breaking the rock and everything up there, <laughs> just going, yeah, see, boy, I got this, boo, and just, just, just that, I mean. This has been the most exciting win because it wasn't, you know, like granted, you know, the, over the Jets win. Y- yes, yes, because because okay. because okay. it was a full like, like like it was a complete game. That that's why yep. that that was the main thing. It was a complete game, start from finish. 
there was maybe three offensive plays that were like, okay, these were dumb three offensive plays, and the one ended up becoming a positive, like I said. And then the uh, defense, I mean, they they did the bend don't break thing, and that goal line yeah. stand, which we didn't, I mean, we kind of talked about that was per, or no, we didn't really talk about that goal line stand right there was just like you know, we're gonna, I mean, we, I mean, just say that they allowed them to score, they could allow them to score, and we would have been okay. But the fact is, like, nope, we are not gonna allow them to score. Greg Williams would kill us. Greg uh, or Williams or Coach Williams will, uh, will kill us if we allow, allow them in there, and they're like, nope, it's not happening. But this energy surrounding by this team without, you know, Haley and Hugh in there, just, just, it's fun to watch. You get excited. You're laughing. You're, you you just, you see, you know, you listen to press conferences with them. You listen to them talk. You just, I mean, looking at pictures from the game, you just, them tweeting and stuff afterwards. You just, just have to smile and laugh. And I can't tell you the last time I felt like this with the Browns. I'm pretty sure it was maybe 2014. And before that was 20 or 2007. And I don't even think yeah. the energy was there either of those times. And, you know, no, no, I agree with that. Not really the energy was there. I mean, you know, like you said, full energy, full um, – I mean, we look good. We look good. I, I would say my, uh, my positive and my biggest takeaway is how well prepared we look. I mean, we, we look so prepared for this game. Yes, the sir. execution, the, the game plan um, – no stupid penalties, nothing stupid on uh, special teams. I mean, this looked like a very, very, very well-coached team. And, you know, the the offensive game plan was just – it was absolutely brilliant, you know, running that wishbone formation for those plays. Nobody – Atlanta did not know what to do uh, with that wishbone. And it, it drove them down the field. And, you know, even on um, – you know, like, like I was saying earlier, you know, we come out on first down – even when we were backed up into our end zone, we'd come out on, you know, first down and throw the ball for 10 yards. Yeah. You know, we, we didn't run it. You know, um, the execution of the game plan was pretty flawless. Uh, you, you got Baker that was 12 for 12 leading into halftime. I mean, you couldn't ask for nothing better than that. You know, he didn't – He like, like we said, he didn't set the world on fire with passing yards, but he came out and did everything pretty damn well perfect. You know, the, like I said, my biggest takeaway has to be – how well executed and how well prepared we looked. You notice he did break an NFL record, right? The highest the, record? the highest QB rating by a rookie who has thrown twenty plus y- uh, passes a game. Nice. Oh yeah, that's the record. record. Yeah, they Chub both broke two. Yeah, they Chub both broke two records. He broke two records. Yeah, uh, longest longest rush from scrimmage by any Browns player. Yes, and longest rush from scrimmage in the NFL by any rookie. Oh, did not know that second one. Yeah, did not know that second one. So, See, do you have any? Do you have any negatives about this game? There's got to be something, some, some negative. I mean, I mean, the only negative was the uh, why have Hillard throw the ball, and why do you have a play where he's going to throw 20 yards? That's that, that. That's literally my only negative is that play. Well, well, okay, I have two negatives, and that 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 cutesy where uh, uh, they line up and then. Uh, uh, Mayfield walks through. Know what to do, type deal. Yeah, yeah, act like I don't know what I'm doing, kind of thing. Those were the only Actual two plays, robot. and that 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 first one, that 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 act don't act like I don't know what I'm doing. I actually went into like 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 flashbacks, PTSD moment. Like, oh no, here it happened. Oh god, this is Johnny Manziel all over again. I was about to have a yeah. breakdown. And I'm like, oh wait, that was intentional, kind of thing. Like at first when the ball snapped, I'm yeah. like, oh shit, what's happening? Now it's like, oh okay. They were trying something cutesy and it didn't work. Well, they didn't like get like intercepted or fumbled or it wasn't as bad as the Hillard throwing twenty yards for an interception thing. That was that's that's literally my only negative. My only yeah, negative I, right I, there. I, think I, I definitely agree with you and I agree with you on both of those things. Uh, talking about Hillard, I mean, I think it was more so of you know, hey, he's not a starting quarterback. He's not a third string quarterback. He probably has never thrown a ball in the NFL in his entire life. Yeah. Um, the the play was called. He's seen Baker out there running, and he was supposed to throw it, so he throws it. See, I mean, and yeah. And I, and I like the idea of the play, but yeah. I would rather seen Higgins grab the ball and throw it for, like, five yards. Something like that. The, the sure. whole play concept, I like the idea, especially after what they're doing to end that kind of drive, maybe not necessarily end the drive, but, you know, kind of throw him for another loop there. I, I love the, the idea of it. I just don't think 
the the personnel uh, uh, was correct. And that, that's that's literally my only that's my only beef with this game was just some bad personnel on yeah. one play. I can't tell you the last. I mean, I'm not even bitching about special teams. Special teams no. are fine. Greg yeah, Joseph made great. made made what? What did he even kick a field goal? No, he didn't kick a field goal. Three, four okay. extra points, and Cole quit punted. We didn't have any legal block, block in the backs. We didn't have any holding penalties on special teams. It was, it was just good. It was fine. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, it was okay. I like it. It's definitely something we're not used to, uh, you know, well, kind of cloud nine factor. I don't know how to feel. You know, I, I, you know, I don't right. honestly let, let's, you know, let's, let's, uh, let's not get used to it. But hey, let, let's get used to what we're seeing. I, I think hope, seeing I a, hope I can get used to this. I hope I can learn how to act with this because I'm not sure. I haven't seen this ever in my life. I'm sure the people that grew up in the Bernie Kosar era knows exactly this feeling. I don't. So I'm hoping this is what, this is something I'm going to be a, a well, you know, when we we sitting there watching that game at the bar, me and my buddy Bronson sits next to me every game. It got to the point where you know, instead of celebrating, we just we'd sit there, we'd do something good, we'd look at each other, we'd give each other a nod, and do a gentleman's handshake. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like it wasn't like, hey, let's celebrate this. You know, hey, good job, way to go. Exactly, exactly, and it's weird. Oh, and you know, speaking of, you know, one thing I, I do love about kitchens is like that that little trick play of where Baker didn't know what, you know, act like he'd know what he was doing. It's like, that didn't work. And then like, it was pretty much like kitchen was like, okay, let's, let's try a little trickery here and see how, see how um, off guard we can catch the Falcons. And I think had that have worked and had we picked up maybe 15 yards of that, we might've seen a little bit more, a couple little trick plays, but it was like, it didn't work. And then it was like, kitchen was like, yeah, fuck it. That didn't work. Moving yeah, on. Yeah. And that's the thing is he didn't try to force the issue. He's like, all right, that didn't work. All right, moving on. I'm pretty sure like, like his game time playbook, he literally just ripped the page off. Go, nope. Let's see yep. that's what we could do. And threw, I mean, threw he it be- threw it behind him. He, he ripped that play off, threw it behind him. He's like, all right, well, next up line's the wishbone. Can't wait to get the ball back. Yep, 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 yep. That, 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 exactly. I mean, he kept it original, and it wasn't the same old four verts or whatever the crap that Haley ran kind of uh, shit going out there. It was, all right, let's try something different, but let's not make it too cute. If it starts working, we'll keep it. If it doesn't work, we'll move on. That's it. He's oh. not trying to force trying to force people to make a plays that they can't make plays on. I know what I wanted to ask you, and it's something i got to mention. Uh, Easy Weave, when you're out there listening, this one goes out to you and your theory of uh, Todd Haley tanking to get uh, Hugh Jackson's job. I think that that theory is absolute trash. I don't, I don't, you know, sorry, Easy, but I don't, I just don't see one coach tanking his job to get another guy's job. It obviously didn't work out. Um, now I, I can see where the theory came from. I mean, because you know we brought Haley over and. You know his his Pittsburgh playbook was definitely not a playbook we've seen in uh, Cleveland, but who knows how much of that was regulated actually by Hugh Jackson? Um, you know what, what do you th- what do you think about that, Darth? Do you think that Haley would you know take his job and make it all look like trash just in you know and sake of getting Hugh Jackson out of there? No, no. I, I mean, I know you, I know you heard the theory. Yeah, I heard the theory. Uh, my thing is is no because. It does no, no. It does. It no. does nothing for. Uh, it does to, to nothing me, for Haley. To, to me, fired. yeah, yeah. To me, it does nothing. Like, like I don't even want to get into this because I, I, I love you, easy. But this is the dumbest thing you've said, and I've heard you say a lot of dumb things. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, so right. yeah, we got. So we got the bye week next week. Yes, sir. Um, what are you going to do on Sunday? What are you going? What are you, What are you going to do with yourself? I, you know. I'll be sitting there going like I, you know, I don't know what to do with my hands. Type deal. I was thinking the exact same thing. I mean, you know, you know, I, I got my, I got my Sunday rituals. You know, I, I wake up, um, you know, I, I get showered, I get dressed, I usually hang out in the garage for a little bit, um, read, you know, read some articles, you know, try to try to update myself with the injury report. You know, usually talk to you a little bit in the morning. A um, couple other guys that you know we talk to, Fourth G and T, Bernie Kozar. Um, is God talk to him, um, easy talk to him a little bit and, you know, just kind of, you know, BS back and forth, Corey talk to him kind of BS back and forth of, you know, Hey, yeah, we're going to lose. We're going to come out and look like trash. We don't want to jinx it. You know, uh, what are we going to do? I don't know. Maybe, I mean, 
maybe take the wife out to eat for breakfast or something. I mean, uh, I, I don't like to on Sundays because that's when you have all the, the like the church goers and stuff going out. So yeah. like we do it on Saturday mornings, yeah. And, or do we do it? No, we do it Saturday mornings. That's correct. So usually, like uh, I might get up make make some breakfast and maybe throw something crock pot. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe just throw on some football and just like let it play while we're just hanging out and not care what's happening when it with it. Yeah, I'll, you know, I'm I'll, I'll probably probably meet up with some buddies and uh, you know, being in Charlotte, probably meet up with some buddies at the local bar and watch the Panthers game with them. Of course, wearing my Browns garb. <laughs> oh yes, uh, but, but yeah, you know, the bye week. I I think that this, especially like this win going into the bye week. It's so fantastic because, you know, we, we now, now we have something to build. We have a win to build on. A yeah. fantastic win over a 4-4 four four Falcons team that should have mopped the floor with us. You know, we have that win and we're going into the bye week and we're preparing for Cincinnati that's kind of down, you know, down on the dumps right now. You know, they, they got waxed by the Saints so fucking bad that they went out and hired Hugh Jackson. that's that's the state of the Bengals right now uh 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 that's gonna be fun to talk about next week i'm gonna say that right now (laughs) Uh, at least like like do the Bengals play this week are they on by as well please don't tell me Uh, they're on by please don't tell me they're on by i really don't want them to be on by this week because i want to watch them with with... they've already had their by haven't they have they had their by i don't know i don't follow any other team other than browns let me look it up. Let me look it up. All right, giving you five seconds. While he's talking about that, let's let let's talk about um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. So so week eleven, you have well, I don't know. I mean, like games you could watch. You could watch. But I mean, do I the Bengals? No, 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 no. I don't care about other games. Do the Bengals play this week? Yes, they play the Ravens in Baltimore. Oh. Okay. So you, what time is that? Is that possible, one? Is that one? One o'clock, one o'clock game. That would be the game to watch. That's for the us. game I'm watching. I don't even care about any other games. Don't care. Gonna watch that game. Gonna root for the asteroid. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. 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 By the by, the asteroid you mean Joe Flacco. <laughs> he can make both teams lose at the same time. That's I'll, how good like, he is. Like I said, I'll, I'll probably meet up with some buddies. Watch the Panthers Lions game. That's a one o'clock game too. Might go to a little local sports bar and watch it with them, get some wings and, you know, just casually watch football with nobody, you know, nobody to cheer for. Yep, yep, yep. Well, that sounds pretty good. So um, I think we should wrap this up for the evening. Yeah, sounds good. I think um, next week's podcast, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to obviously get into the Bengals game, previewing the Bengals and Browns. Uh, we're going to get into a little bit of uh, previewing the rest of the season, going through kind of the remaining schedule before we get into that Bengals game and just kind of see what the state of the Browns is and, you know, what could come out of this Browns team. I mean, if you look at it right now, just kind of quick preview, we're kind of still alive in the playoff race. I mean, yeah, we are not mathematical. Well, no, well, no. I, I mean, mean, are you saying there is it, a chance? Yeah. I mean, think of it like this. We're, we're the 11th seed right now. Uh, so you have Cincinnati. Say they say Baltimore beats them. Baltimore probably jump into the sixth seed. Whoa, 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 uh, whoa, whoa! You're giving out some spoilers right now. Well, let's save this for next week. Okay. You're getting ahead of yourself. I know we're both excited. We got we got a whole episode where we can or a whole half episode next week where we're gonna break all this down for everybody. Not you know at the end of this show and then have nothing to talk about next show. So I think right, with we'll this. Save- we will save that for the next episode of the Absolute Ten and Six on Dogs by Nature. All right, uh, this is your host Darth Batman and BTB. And yes, go ahead. Definitely, definitely, ladies and gentlemen, check us out on Twitter. Uh, like we said, the podcast on Twitter is at T Six Podcast. Uh, you could find me. I am Big Town underscore Brown. You can find Darth Batman. He is Darth Batman One on Twitter. Definitely follow us on there. You could follow Dogs by Nature. They are at Dogs by Nature, of course, on Twitter. Um, you know, definitely give us a follow. Check us out. Uh, leave leave a like in the comment section. Uh, you know, once we post the podcast, leave leave a comment in there. Let us know what you think about the podcast. Um, if you got any comments of how we can improve, we're always willing to hear that. 
Now, whether we give a fuck or not, that's another story. But, you know, leave a comment. Let us know what you think. <laughs> and I think with that, we will call it a day. So, BTB, you want to you wanna end the show? Yeah, fuck Pittsburgh. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. We will see you next week. And go Browns. Go Browns. Oh, and you come. Down in anchor stay And if they told you what Then why are you standing there All of my life My name is Spencer Hall My name is Jason Kirk My name is Ryan Nanny and when we combine, we form the, the Shutdown, shutdown Fullcast. Fultron! I keep telling you, we're not Fultron. The Shutdown Fullcast is technically a college football podcast, but it's also a show about... Lawn care disasters. Regional grocery stores we love. Tennessee Batman. Homeowners associations. Bears and video games. I mean, there's also some actual football discussion, like about coaches having huge contracts or coaches making terrible decisions or coaches saying really stupid things. Or the NCAA saying really stupid things. Yeah, there's lots of stupid things in this big, dumb, beautiful sport. Sometimes we talk about football games. Allegedly. If you want to take college football exactly as seriously as it deserves to be taken, come find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts like this one. The Shutdown Fullcast. It's not Voltron.